play Oldham Community Radio. Oldham Today Rewind. Just like it says. Quietly and unobtrusively, a group of people were seen strolling round Alexander Park this weekend. I joined them to find out what they were up to and discovered they were on a memory walk. A memory walk organised by the MP for Oldham Eastern Sadworth, Debbie Abrahams, who has very poignant and personal reasons for studying Alzheimer's and dementia. We also took a look at the park itself which is one of Oldham's great hidden treasures. And I spoke to a man who was passionate about ensuring that the wider world gets to know about it before delving into the very heartbreaking situation involving dementia, which proves in Oldham Eastern Saddleworth is 71.8%, which makes it a green rating. That means the diagnosis rate is above the national ambition of 66.7%. So let's join the memory walk here at Alexander Park. Well, I'm with Debbie Abrahams, MP for Oldham Eastern Saddleworth, and a lady, of course, who's a smile as big as herself today because she's organised for the benefit of people who don't know the memory walk. So, Debbie. Good afternoon to you and tell us what the memory walk's about please. So this is first of all this is my fifth annual memory walk and it's about uh, raising awareness uh, about uh, dementia and the different brain diseases that cause dementia but it's also to show support and solidarity uh, for people uh, affected by dementia and that's people who are living with the different diseases that make up dementia but also family carers. Having cared for my mum, Angela, uh, for 10 years as she had uh, Alzheimer's disease, she was diagnosed at 64. I, I know how difficult it is. Um, so I really, I really started campaigning uh, on this uh, after she died in, in 2012. So I'd just been an MP, she didn't know who I was. Um, she, you know, she, she certainly didn't know I'd become an MP. Um, uh, but she she knew me as the lady who came to look after her, um, and um, you know that it, that was important in itself. Um, but I, I, I when I was when my mum was alive, as I say, particularly in the sort of mid to later stages in, in the disease, it, it, it was hard because. Um, Mum loved children and, and animals, and she'd just go wandering off and <laughs> to, to pet the pet the animals, um, to uh, cuddle children, and people didn't understand what she was doing. By raising raising awareness, um, by um, you know making people understand more about the disease, um, particularly the Alzheimer's uh, that my mum had, um, the most common form of dementia, by the way. Um, that will help other people. 
people um, to, to live as inclusive lives as part of their community as possible. Um, so this is the Memory Walk is part of my dementia friendly Oldham campaign as I, as I probably mentioned but it was really so that people don't feel concerned or worried about going into a shop and holding up a queue um, because they're taking time to get their change because they've forgotten what the different shapes of, of, of the coins are and how much they're worth or even that they don't know what they're to do with the money which is the, the position that my mum uh, ultimately became uh, came in and uh, you know so it, it's about helping people it's about making sure that everybody can feel still part of their community and supported not stigmatized because they they have this uh, this particular condition Yes, and the helping is very important for the people, for the carers, isn't it? Oh, so important. It really is. Um, so, so that you feel supported rather than, as I say, you can feel a little bit apart, even ostracised at times um, from a community uh, because um, you, you, you're caring for somebody, or it was the case, I, I think it is changing now, but it was the case that, you know, people look, looked at you oddly, you know, that, you know, behaviour was not, um, uh, not was what was expected. Um, and this, as I say, is just about making people aware um, and, and hopefully making people that are living with dementia and their families feel more part of their com uh, community. Yeah. What about government? What could we mm -hmm. be doing? Is there more we could be doing? Oh definitely. Um, so on so many different levels, so um, you, you probably are aware Ken that um, there was a 10-year dementia strategy and I pay tribute to uh, David Cameron because he really did uh, drive this, he drove it at an international level, it was, it was part of the uh, G7 discussions um, back in 2013 I think it was. Um, but then that ended uh, a few years ago and we've been pushing the government, pushing the government, where's the next strategy, where's the next strategy? Um, and they've brought out what they call the major condition strategy which includes dementia but it, it sort of waters down the focus and dementia now is the leading cause of death for women the leading cause of death in for women country. in this country Amazing. Yeah. do we have any figures on that to know how many people are actually dying I haven't got that no. on the top of my head uh, now but we know that there are nearly a million people that are uh, affected by uh, dementia one of the things I also want to, to, to promote is an early diagnosis. If you've got any concerns at all, uh, that that uh, you, you just feel a little bit below par, you're a little bit off your game, um, you aren't remembering things that, that, that you used to. If you just just get yourself checked, um, and then if you are given a diagnosis, that means you can have um, have the new treatments that are coming on are coming on like like the canamab and donanamab, which will delay the more. Um, you know the the, the the more serious uh, symptoms um, associated. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems to have sort of come out the long grass, but it's always been there. Mm -hmm. And we seem to have more and more people suffering with it. Is it the fact that more and more people are suffering with it, or the fact that they've only just decided to come out the long grass and talk about it? It's always been there, but and again, this is what we're trying to to change. Um, it's first of all, it's not a normal part of aging. These are brain diseases, okay, and we need to be aware of that in the same way that we're, we're aware that if we don't look after our hearts and eat sensibly and exercise regularly and so on, 
um, then we're going to get uh, issues with our circulatory system and the same applies to our brain. Um, but there are a whole range of different brain diseases that will affect our cognitive function um, and it's, you know, we just need to be aware of it. What's good for the heart is also good for the head. So. Uh, just that's that's a good way of sort of uh, looking after yourself. That's why again walking is such a good yeah. exercise. Yeah. You know, it's a good way of. of and doing you've been pleased with today the way it's went. The way it's yes, gone. it was lovely yeah. because we, we did have dreadful forecasts for weather, and yeah. unfortunately the rain held off. And yeah, it was really good to good to see people. What's the next stage in this? We're certainly pushing in in um, a Parliament uh, about making sure that the government uh, fulfil their commitment to double um, research into dementia. Um, we, dementia gets about a tenth of the um, uh, fundraising for um, research that cancer does. Yeah, we know that, as I say, it's, it's going up the scale in terms of, uh, in terms of the leading causes of, of, of death. We need to change that. We've, we've seen over the last few years our magnificent life sciences sector and what they've done with vaccines and so on. And we've got an equivalent in our, our dementia research institutes, um, and you, you know, right across the country, um, we have really top-class uh, research, research institutes. And we need to, the government needs to be pump priming that work, um, making sure, for example, um, that uh, career researchers um, have that support to continue their career in dementia research. You know, we are on a par with the states around this uh, so not only and there is there's evidence around this we did a um, the APBG on dementia uh, did a, an inquiry a couple of years ago about dementia research and, and it showed the economic benefit as well as obviously if there are um, uh, you know potentially new lines of research which could could potentially be a cure yeah here we've got some very good very unsung by the way uh, carers groups you yeah. know. I know you're a member of several of them and you offer an awful lot of support yeah, to them yeah. is there more we can do for carers groups I read a piece the other day of Presswich for example mm. where they built a holiday village effectively yeah, yeah. now I don't know that that seems to segregate people but it gave me a sense of happiness and hope and they posted it online and they had a really good response because it was we were seen to physically be doing something not annexing people from the community, absolutely. but making them feel part of happiness. Absolutely. Is there more we should do? There is. I mean, again, um, last year's um, inquiry that the APPG uh, run, uh, which was particularly around um, how can we make sure that the care that's provided um, to people affected by dementia is the top draw. You know, there's a whole range of... Um, whole range of different types of care that's provided some can be really life enhancing life and affirming even to somebody living uh, with dementia um, and you know others in, in other cases it's not as good as it should be so we need to be aspiring for everybody to have the best evidence-based care that there is um, and that means that we also need to, to look at how we fund social care um, it's a, it's a nonsense really how we fund care at the moment absolute nonsense so that needs to be addressed as well so yes we can do be doing a lot more to support our carers both our paid carers but our family carers but we need to make sure that we have a, a social care system that is fit for purpose have you a message for anyone today who's now just going on that that lonely track as it were 
with dementia or has someone in the family what would you say to them as encouragement and hope here First of all, do get engaged with um, uh, any of the local carers groups, the Saddlers Carers, the Springboard um, Dementia, um, and those are in Oldham. Um, and you know, you're not alone, there are lots of, of people around that. Get in contact with the Alzheimer's Society as well and they'll put you in contact um, with somebody that can, can help. I met yesterday with the um, clinical lead um, on dementia for Greater Manchester and he's got um, three asks but the number one ask he said to me is we need to fulfill the commitments around the nice guidelines on dementia that there is a coordinator at, in each um, integrated care board area we don't necessarily have these named coordinators that people can then go to if they're unsure about yeah. you know where they can get advice um, what, what particular treatments that they might uh, need to explore and so on so so you know there's there's still so much to do um, but uh, you know I'm I'm up for the challenge oh I can see that thank you for your time Debbie <laughs> much appreciated no, and thank you for this it's really generous of you Well, I'm here in Alexander Park on a memory walk, a very touching day's walk here with people who've all got links to families who are suffering with Alzheimer's. And it's been a wonderful, eye-opener is the best word to describe it because many people who are living in Oldham, including myself, don't realize how beautiful, magnificent and historic Alexander Park is. But I'm with someone who can tell us about this. Please introduce yourself, John. Well, cheers, Ken. I'm Jeremy Sutcliffe. I'm a retired teacher, retired counsellor, and somebody who spent 70-odd years acquiring all sorts of knowledge about Oldham's history. And this is a significant park in every sense of the word. It is. It's a Grade two listed park with listed structures in it. Uh, its historic basis is what you might call a job creation project at the time of the American Civil War when there were there was lots of unemployment for the cotton workers so it was it was to give them work so that's when it starts and it was basically open land before that it was open land it was called swine clough and so what I mean what we forget about the forebears here they were extremely philanthropic, weren't they? I mean, when they made money, they invested it in the community, didn't they? Some of them certainly did, and certainly John Platt, whose statue is now here, um, and the Lees family, who donated Werneth Park, yes, they were significantly philanthropic. Yeah. And what made you get involved in this? I mean, it is a most magnificent park, and we're, we're looking at it on the start of an autumn day, of course. So, but it's quite beautiful. 
It is indeed. I mean, my grammar school, Green Hill, was just round the corner, so I, I knew it from my teenage days. Um, also, in my time as a councillor, I were, have for two or three years the role of being the cabinet member covering parks, so I, I got to know a lot about it. But the, the project to restore it around the millennium had already been initiated. I can't take credit for that, but I certainly can take credit for sort of supporting the parks department and some very capable officers indeed, um, indeed. In, in creating the park as it now is. If you were coming here as a first time visitor, what would you suggest that you should look for particularly? What's the thing that captures your imagination? I think the thing that captures people's imagination when they come is the lake and it's attractive walk through, but they should also just go up to the magnificent promenade um, which stretches the length of the park uh, and the views and vistas of the park from there and perhaps if they're feeling a little bit braver go into the woodland walk which runs parallel to that which gives the park another aspect a little bit of character I mean parks are interesting when they are different topographical shapes when there are valleys where there are hidden corners where there's different character when you can walk into into it and Alexander Park's full of those Right. The Lion's Den. Tell me about the Lion's Den. What a unique name. <laughs> unique because it's got two lions sitting outside it, uh, which many a child has been photographed on. And I can think of one or two adults who have been photographed on as well. It was an original structure. Uh, it decayed, was replaced by a wooden structure. And then finally, um, there was no structure at all until the restoration came along and they found the plans for the original lion's den stuck in a drawer in the park's office really? and they could find the funding to get it recast exactly as it was before and is now repainted to the original colour scheme as well quite beautiful is it used for concerts or you know no it's a gathering place a gathering place it could potentially be uh, a concert place except of course that the land falls away from it whereas you'd need it at the bottom of that space for, for people around him yeah right well thank you very much for your time much appreciated and thanks for your time today most illuminating and i take it people can come and visit via the council when they want to are there regular walks here for them uh i'm not sure about that uh certainly the council could if you ask them, provide the background information they've given me, which is suitable for doing a walk around the park. Perhaps it should be published in a leaflet. Currently it isn't. Thank you. Thank you. Play Oldham Community Radio. Oldham Today Rewind. Just like it says.